TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. I'm going to tell you what. I loved this song. Iconopop, when they when they came out with that, that hitter, that hitter, that banger, that hit. Banger. I'm struggling right now. I'm going to be honest. It's all right, honey. Just I tell just, the people what's, what's going on. I just rolled into work a few minutes ago, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think I pulled a muscle in my neck at the gym last night, and I can barely move. I barely slept. I've got a heating wrap on my neck. If anybody has some tips or tricks for neck pain, I already ordered a uh, soft collar with the heating pad situation on Amazon this morning and a thing where you lay and like relax your neck over it and you stretch your neck out. Because, honey, I'm in Wait, pain. Wait, what is that? Because I will tell you this. Lisa has chronic neck pain yeah. from when she played soccer and broke her collarbone. <sighs> and she now, all these years later, like, we can't even properly spoon because she can't, like, lay on her. <laughs> it's true. She can't lay on her thing. So I'm like, Lisa, and she, oh, my God, if one wrong move, she's in so much pain. Horrendous. I had to, to roll over. I have to hold my head with my other hand and roll my whole body <gasps> over. It's awful. It's awful. Uh, my partner, my husband, was out last night with a friend having cocktails, and he came home kind of late after I was already already in bed. And I was in bed, like, struggling, right? I was in so much pain. and But I think I had fallen asleep by the time he'd gotten there. And he comes in, and all of a sudden, uh, I see a little bit of light in the room. He has a little cell phone. He's trying to be cute and, mm-hmm. and not wake me up. And I said, I'm in so much pain right now. It's excruciating. Did you have fun? Good night. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> back to sleep. I know, but you know, I will say this. When I have any kind of pain from a paper cut to a toothache Drugs. to some sort of... Ma- no, I'm oh. in the worst mood. That's, I, you can't I, help mm, it. You're like, yeah. hi, I love you, but I'm hurting. I'm sort of there right now. I, 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 I don't like being in pain. I've had neck pain off and on my entire life, mm-hmm. but this one is... Ooh, I'm trying to think of what I might have done at the gym so I can get out of ever doing it again because it's not it's Did not you do it. arms or back? I did some things where I was hanging from a bar doing like pull-up things. but like, Oh. And so I wonder if I did something, tweaked it, and mm-hmm. then I was jumping. There's a whole lot. I was doing a lot Listen, yesterday. I've sometimes woken up just from sleeping. Yeah. And have pulled something. And I'm like, okay, that's who we are now. That's so who we are. 40, that's exciting. 42. Yeah. Congratulations. I love it. Well, we have a great show coming up for you. I've already taken up too much space in the room, though, so we should probably get to some news on the beat. What do you have for us? You don't take up too much space, AJ Gibson. You never can. That's right. Don't dim your own light. Okay, sharply rising cases of some sexually transmitted diseases, including a 26% rise in new syphilis infections reported last year, are prompting U.S. health officials to call for new prevention and treatment efforts. Infection rates 
For some STDs, including gonorrhea and syphilis, have been rising for years. Last year, the rate of syphilis cases reached its highest since 1991, and the total number of cases hits its highest since 1948. HIV cases are also on the rise, up 16% since last year. Now, officials are working on new approaches to the problem, such as home test kits for some STDs that will make it easier for people to learn they are infected and to take steps to prevent spreading it to others. Mania said, "No, it's it's concerning. The HIV cases are also up by sixteen yes. percent because that had been on the decline for so long. Syphilis, chlamydia, those sorts of things kind of make sense to me because I think with the, the downside of having prep, right, and and those sort of treatments is that a lot of I know gay men specifically have unprotected sex more frequently than not nowadays. Yeah, because they're like oh, I'm on also, prep. it's so expensive yeah. to be on prep. I if can't you don't have say it enough. It costs an arm and a leg. And a lot yeah. of people lost insurance in the pandemic. It's mm. just rough. All right, another news: the human rights campaign is named Kelly Robinson. Its new president. The organization announced Tuesday. Robinson comes to HRC from the Planned Parenthood Action Fund, where she has been executive director since 2019. She is HRC's ninth president and the first black queer woman to lead the group, the nation's largest LGBTQ plus rights organization with 3 million members and supporters. Let's get to weather. It's going to be a high of 87 in D.C. today, 82 in Miami, 98 in Austin, 94 in Vegas. 80 in LA and 97 in Cathedral City. Now, before we get a vibe of the day, I do want to remind you to tune in tonight to I Am Listening, hosted by K-Rock's Nicole Alvarez and our very own Dr. Chris Donahue from Loveline. Uh, so it's a great way to check in. Now, give us a vibe Gratitude helps you to grow and expand. Gratitude also brings joy and laughter into your life and into the lives of those around you. Yeah. Be grateful. Be grateful. Listen, I can't move too much. I'm in a lot of pain, but I'm grateful that I still have a neck. How about that? That's exciting. Congratulations. (laughs) Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Michaela, what do you think the Space Force is? If I said uh, the Space Force is, you know, protecting us, how would you describe the Space Force? The Men in Black. Will Smith. Wow, Men in Black. That is that is fantastic. One, That's two, and three, actually. So close, and that could actually be closer to the truth than we even realize. But <laughs> America's Space Force, uh, and that's the United States military, they added this branch of service uh, just recently. Donald Trump loved it. He wanted to really fight aliens, I think. Um, but they've released a new official song, which it claims took years and years of research and revision Um but just go ahead and take a listen and, and, and see if that was time and money well spent. Okay, so <laughs> if you're not years of research if, and revision, if you're a theater fan, if you're a big raging homo like me, your your mind is probably going to Broadway. You're probably thinking like Pirates of Penzance, like that's what that sounds like. I was, it was giving Disneyland. It's so Disneyland, it's terrible. It's it's, it's called super uh, super sempre, which means um, always above or something. I, I, yeah, this is what we're spending taxpayer money on this. Yeah, I want to understand 
years <laughs> and years. Or Semper, Semper Supra, sorry. Research and revision. Mm-hmm. Honey, that sounds like it's a small world after all. I mean, that is not giving it what it needs exactly to give. Like you're stuck on a little boat going through It's a Small World After and that, All. And for it an sounds hour. like that white woman was like, I'm going to sing at the top of my lungs. Okay, so, okay, like, there's no, like, vibe. Okay, in all seriousness, though, are we glad that we have a space force? Because their entire mission is to protect us from, like, alien attacks and things like that, to keep an eye on outer space. No, my witchy heart kind of wants to meet the aliens. I, I don't know what the space force has been doing up there. I'm more afraid of the space force. Did you say my witchy heart? Yeah. What does that mean? It means I want to meet the aliens. You want to meet the aliens? Yeah, I... I think I believe there are aliens out there. I believe there are other life forces out there. And I, but I actually believe that if they are out there, they're either like us in a different dimension, right? Or our, our counterparts or our ancient ancestors who we don't know exist somewhere. And I believe they're not trying to attack us and kill us. I don't believe like they're going to come harvest humans. That's not what I believe. I believe they're trying to help us. They're trying to give us tools to come save ourselves because I do too. we're destroying our planet. And if, if they had the technology to travel through time and space, they could have like incinerated. Like our entire planet would be gone by now. Okay, I'm going to tell if you they guys. Wanted to. I'm going to tell you guys a story because Lisa told me yesterday, like spiritually, like the veils are being lifted, mm-hmm. right? And so it always makes me think, like, what does that mean in other worlds? Is the black hole real? Whatever. So yesterday. And this could be just like, oh, I think I have a sign, but I think it's real. Yesterday, I got a gift from a friend, and when I opened it up- <sighs> It was so beautiful. I saw on your social was, media. I saw yeah, on Lisa's. Yeah. It was a record, and on the record was a photo of me and my grandma, and it played the song that her and I used to listen to, which is Smile by Nat King Cole. Mm-hmm. I play it. I'm sobbing, obviously. When I get done, I go on to TikTok. I open up my TikTok, and the first like- is Vivian Ruth. Mm. That's my grandma's name. The spelling was the same, and I click on it, and it's this little girl. And I was like, that's weird, Vivian Ruth. Like, what? The spelling, that's the first thing I see after this thing. I get off, I go on to Instagram at some point later on in the day, and a friend of mine, our friend Shoshana Bean, goes, you know, I never share footage of me and my co-star, um singing but this is a a small behind the scenes he said i could just post this very private moment and it's her and her co-star singing you make me feel so young Mm. she calls him pop i used to sing you make me feel so young to my papa when i was like five years old which Mm. was the joke because i was like five like you make me feel so young hello and i was like that's so weird like whatever maybe they're not signs but like the the synchronicity of it all Mm. And I was like, there has to be something bigger out there. Like yes. those things don't just happen. Mm-hmm. And thank God we have this 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 bop to uh, <laughs> let the aliens know that we mean business. The morning beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q. I used to love Adam Levine. I thought he was the coolest guy. The tattoos, the Victoria's Secret model wife. Mm-hmm. Uh. But he's in some hot water right now, and we gave uh, a bit of the story yesterday, and since then there has been an update. Michaela, what do you have for us? Yeah, it's wild. You know, I've always gotten weird vibes from Adam Levine, and not because I'm more into women, because he kind of looks like a very much lesbian. I just have always gotten, like, narcissistic vibes. And uh, this week, Summer Stroh, uh, I'm sorry, Summer Stroh, 
who is a TikTok model, came out um, sharing texts that they were having an, an alleged affair after Adam Levine said that he wanted to name his next child that's currently in his wife's belly, Sumner. And after she uh, accused him of that, two more Instagram models have now come out. A woman named Alyssa, uh, Allison Rosef shared her alleged direct messages with the Maroon 5 frontman including one purportedly sent from him to her that read, I shouldn't be talking to you, you know, right? Um, And she said she had a lot more messages, uh, but she did not want to share them because they were not appropriate and she didn't feel comfortable posting everything. She said a lot of my friends knew and they were shocked, I guess, if any other girls have experienced this with him. I just think they should post it because I feel really bad for his wife and nobody deserves this. Um, And I guess in a second screen... Green screen TikTok, Rosef shared a screenshot of another alleged conversation with the musician that showed him purportedly telling her that she's got him hooked using a fish on a fishing pole emoji. I'm so weird too and only listen to metal, she wrote, to which she allegedly replied, said no hot chicks ever other than you. Another woman, comedian Marika, took to her Instagram story um, in which she purportedly said, I'm now obsessed with you. Uh, but he's saying, but now I think the, the bulk of the story though is that he's actually saying, yeah, these are, I was inappropriate, well, but I didn't sleep with them. He was saying that he was inappropriate with Sumner Stroh. Just one. That's the one that he's admitting to. He said that there were ex- uh, text messages exchanged, but since he's come out yesterday morning, there are now more women he coming thought out. He was going to shut it down by admitting to one. Of course, and but the thing is, there's so many, and they're coming with receipts. Like, they're actual DMs. Also, his wife is currently pregnant with their third child. Yeah. Why are your guys scum? It reminds me of Tristan Thompson, remember? And he was cheating on Chloe while she was giving birth. He was like, Ugh. had to. He was like with another woman and then also with, what's her name, uh, Kylie's friend. Well, and it's so disappointing because I feel like I feel so bad for women. Some women don't love being pregnant. Some women feel really insecure. They're just doing their best. Their bodies are tired. Their feet hurt. They've gained so much weight. They're trying to keep this little baby alive. And you're out there having sex with models. Like The disrespect on so many levels is just not okay. All right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, we want to highlight and celebrate Kelly's intersectionality, becoming the first queer black woman president for HRC. Uh, and we will be joined by her coming up in the next hour. Good morning, B. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. We've got Kelly Robinson joining the program uh, in about 15 minutes. Uh, Kelly is the new president of the human rights campaign the hrc and the first black queer woman to lead the organization you know last year we did some stories uh that uh the former president was accusing the hrc of being racist uh he was a black man and the first black man to ever lead the hrc now a queer black woman is in charge uh makes that claim a little more difficult um but also i just think that this really opens up the hrc to just seeing our community differently and to seeing what the, what the actual need is today. And it's not necessarily, listen, I'm a cis, a gay white guy. We've had our moment. I'm excited about this. I think it's really great. I think uh, change is always good. And uh, we're so honored to have her on the program today. So uh, shout out to our producer, Vanessa, for getting that one. Absolutely. Just announced yesterday. So uh, 
Hot off the presses, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Kelly Robinson on the morning beat here in just a little bit. Also, a little bit later on, Cardi B's in the news. Uh, Michaela has the, all, all the details for you in what's popping. I'm going to tell you what's popping. This heating pad on my neck is oh, saving my life. It feels so good right yes, now. It's burning through my skin, but it's Worth making it. my. I have, a, I have a. I pulled a muscle in my neck. And if you've ever done that, you understand it is not a fun process. And I feel like I'm 100 years old right now, but uh, I'm trying my best. And this thing really helps. Yeah, you're Michaela fabulous. heated it up for me a little bit ago. And she said, do you want me to go do it for you again, honey? And I said, no, it's okay. I, I can do it on my own. You can do the next one, though, is what I let Thank her know. You. So it's and I said, you got it, babe. Mm-hmm. It's always important to accept love from friends. So <laughs> I, I might do you, that. Honey. Another 20 minutes or so, I might send you to the, to the kitchen. Uh, right now, though, let's uh, get into some news on the beat, shall we? All right, babe. Well, the two Democratic senators from Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey, have released a letter to Biden administration officials asking them to make it easier for trans and non-binary people to access testosterone. Testosterone is currently classified as a Schedule Three controlled substance. The letter explains that in 1990, it was added to the Controlled Substances Act of 1970 due to concerns it was being used as a steroid by athletes. Its classification has made it difficult for trans and non-binary people to obtain it because it is subject to restrictions on the length, quantity, and method of prescription. The senators are asking the Biden administration to change it to a Schedule V controlled substance, which would allow for fewer restrictions or else deschedule it all together. <laughs> You're so adorable. Schedule four. You went from three to four. It was a Schedule three substance initially. Uh-huh. And then V is Roman numeral for four. Oh, correct? my God. I, is that listen, what it's supposed to be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. You're adorable. The people know. They get it. Five. They know how hard this is for me. <laughs> Schedule V. You're, I just love you so much. <laughs> All right. Another news. Uh, the anti-trans group Gays Against Groomers has been banned from both PayPal and it's Venmo. On Tuesday, the group tweeted screenshots of the emails it received from each company and wrote, We are an organization that consists entirely of gay people whose only mission is to safeguard children from abuse. Woke homophobia is real, folks. PayPal's policy is not to allow our services to be used for activities that promote hate, violence, or discriminatory intolerance. A PayPal spokesperson told The Advocate, We base our reviews of accounts on these parameters taking action when we deem that individuals or organizations have violated this policy. All right, another news, a viral trend has prompted officials from the United States Food and Drug Administration to issue an official warning of the dangers associated with it. The trend known as sleepy chicken involves cooking chicken in NyQuil or another cough and cold medication. Social media trends and peer pressure can be a dangerous combination to your children and their friends, especially when involving misusing medicines a tiktok spokesperson told newsweek there was a small amount of content related to the trend but the platform was removing videos that violated its guidelines tiktok's wild it can be a lot of fun but it can be very dangerous i read a a story yesterday that um that like 50 percent of kids now get their information from tiktok and that one in five uh bits of like informational like footage or videos that go on tiktok are just completely false and i was with my my cousin and her family came out to visit a few months back, like maybe six months ago. And my niece, Campbell, I call her my niece, but she's like my third cousin. My niece, Campbell, is like 10. 
and she's on TikTok all the time and she would just randomly like spew out facts and her mom would be like, oh no, honey, that's definitely not right. Where'd you hear that? She was, it's on TikTok, it's real. And we're like, oh no, like it happened like two or three times. We're like, oh no, that's absolutely very much not true. So you gotta be careful of what your kids are watching on TikTok. Um, I, I like to watch, here's what I watch. Here are my top three. Ready for this? I watch uh, random live videos of women shucking oysters for pearls. I don't know why people spend all this money on them and you yeah. open them for people. And then there's the other one, Vanessa, you, you've seen this one where there's a big bin of rice and it's shaking all these weird like rocks and stones, stones yeah. and gems through it, spheres and, and pillars and towers and all kinds of weird stuff. And she scoops it up with like a colander and then it's like, ooh, you got this and this and this. It's so fancy. I'm like, what are people going to do with that stuff? It's junk. But here's my number one thing I like to watch on TikTok. Hooves. <laughs> Guys, what? like when they have you ever seen them uh, clean the hooves of a horse? Cows are fun too, but horses are way better. No. They actually take I'll show you one. They're addicting and they're the most if you're like a like one of those people who likes things to be smooth and clean and organized, it's the most addicting, soothing thing in the entire world. They trim the hooves of cows. They're like fingernails, but they're really thick. And they take these pliers, they pull off their horseshoes, they trim the hooves, shave it down, and they like carve it out, and then they nail the the metal horseshoe back to the hoof. And it's the most satisfying thing you'll ever see on TikTok. No candy. These are the things I, I want to go to a, a farm. You're you think I'm crazy now. My husband and I watch them ad nauseum. We send them back and forth with each other all the time. I'm gonna show you one. Okay. And you're you're gonna think, hmm, what have I been missing? This what have I been missing? Hooves, apparently. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into a little weather. It's gonna be a high of 75 in Boston, 81 in New York, 97 in Dallas. 80 in LA, 70 in San Francisco, and 97 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. Gratitude helps you to grow and expand. Gratitude brings joy and laughter into your life and into the lives of all those around you. In honor of my favorite type of TikTok on the entire planet, I just leave you with this. <laughs> oh Lord, I just have a horse's weave. That's all I can contribute. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. B, 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 B,
Come on, RuPaul. We are all American, and we all deserve equal rights as Americans. And yes. somebody who is uh, who's been doing uh, that work and fighting the good fight for many years was just named uh, the first queer black woman president for HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, in its history. Uh, we're super excited about that, and we're also super excited that our producer Vanessa got her on the line. Please welcome to the program yes. Kelly Robinson. Welcome, Kelly. How are you? Hey, Kelly. Hey, y'all, I am so happy to be here with you. Oh, okay. We're Thanks so for... happy to have oh, Okay, you. energy. I love you. It's because she's a woman, honey. She's Th- in charge. Right. She's the boss. Now, Kelly, uh, <laughs> this is exciting stuff. And, you know, HRC got some bad press the last couple of years. And, and with uh, the allegations of racism and some, uh, some other stuff that was going on, right? I was at the HRC dinner in L.A. this last year. I sat next to Chad Griffin, and he just raved about what was coming for HRC. He said, listen, we're very much alive and healthy, and things are going to be turning around very soon. And now I think I know what he was talking about. Uh, this is a big deal. Uh, what does it mean to you to be breaking this barrier, and what do you hope to accomplish at HRC? I am so thrilled and just honored to be in this role in this moment. And look, y'all, I'm coming to this movement fight from the fight for reproductive health rights and justice, fighting for abortion care and bodily autonomy. And it's so clear that in so many ways, we're one Supreme Court decision away from losing our foundational rights. And for LGBTQ folks, that is no exception. So I'm here because I'm focused on getting the full equality and liberation for everybody without any exceptions. I'm here for us to build political power and strengthen our democracy. And y'all, I'm also here for us to live our healthiest, most joyful, safest, and most celebrated lives. Because at the end of the day, this organization is looking forward to a world where everyone can really feel the respect and dignity that they deserve inside the workplace, in their classrooms, down at the health clinic, and down at the bars, too. And we can do that together. Mm. Amen. Okay. Kelly, I feel like I'm like getting pumped up. I'm like, yes, I love you. Go, girl. Uh, this sounds so exciting, but what are some of the plans that you have in store to keep fighting the fight uh, that we clearly have to continue doing? And that really, I feel like a black queer woman could really do so uniquely and, and most at our advantage. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and we have to be clear that there are so many issues that are facing the LGBTQ plus community right now, right? Like if you're a trans person in the Midwest trying to get access to education, you've got specific challenges. If you're a couple, a married couple in the South that's trying to build your family, you've got a different set of challenges. And I think at the end of the day, we have to create a movement that is expansive, that understands that, yes, the fight for marriage equality matters, and we have to win that. We have to get it done. And we also have to make sure that we're making sure that trans folks are safe, particularly black trans folks across the country. We've got to make sure that we're creating a world where everyone is actually feeling um, like they can live their full identities, right, in every single way. So the the human rights campaign is going to focus on that in the political realm. We're going to make sure that we get folks turned out to vote this year because, y'all, we got to turn out and okay. we got to win this. Mm-hmm. That part, and, 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 and to be honest, as we know, we talk about this a lot on our show, black women have been saving the Democratic Party for decades now, right? They keep showing up time and time again, even when we don't show up for ourselves. And we also talk about, you know, representation, DE&I, these things all matter. Um, but people don't fully wrap their brains around why sometimes. And I want to talk about your story just a little bit. You got your start, I believe, working for Barack Obama back in 2008, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2022. 
We see this in sports all the time. I'm a huge tennis fan. I cried my eyes out when Serena sort of, when she evolved away from tennis a couple of weeks ago. But what gave me hope was seeing Coco Goff and Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens, all these young black women who said it's because of her and Venus that we're here. Right. And so sometimes there's a bit of a delay between when the the change starts to happen, when you actually see it. And it feels like we're starting to see some of those people that were given opportunities by the Obama administration step into positions of power now, all these years later. Uh, What do you what do you personally feel that you might you know owe to the Obamas or what did you learn from that experience that is going to help you be successful when you take over on November 28th at the human rights campaign? Oh, man. Look, representation matters so much. Seeing Barack Obama as a community organizer rise to the level of president really inspired me. It showed me that anything is possible. And in a world where I was I was in uh, Missouri at the time, going to school, facing levels of racism and homophobia I had never experienced before. And when I found that Obama campaign, it showed me that my situation that I was experiencing today didn't have to be the same tomorrow mm. if I organized if I built community power with people around me. So that got me started in my career. And now to be in a world where not only we have Barack Obama in the presidency, but Kamala Harris is in the White House. And we got uh, Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson on the Supreme Court and Francis Tiafo on the tennis court. (laughs) And you got Admiral Rachel Levine in her cabinet and Mm. Secretary Pete Buttigieg. This is a moment where we are seeing ourselves at every level of power. We are everywhere in a really important and powerful way. And I need folks to see that. And I also need folks to know that it wasn't by accident that folks are in these positions and roles. Mm. It's because we fought for it. It's because we deserve to be here. Um, And there's room for all of us. I, lo- I just love that you made a Francis Tiafo reference. And uh, let me know that you're also a sports fan. I appreciate that. I love that. <laughs> Yes. But I will say, too, even on a simpler note, my kind of vibe, having Chloe Bailey play Ariel oh, and yes. watching all of those yes. beautiful little black girls see themselves and lose their minds while yes. simultaneously seeing little white girls not even notice the difference. They At just all. think she's beautiful as well. And everyone is so excited. You know, they just announced that um, her will be playing Belle in the upcoming live action of Beauty and the Beast. My friend, is, my friend Jamal Sims is executive producing it's, that and choreographing. Incredible. Yep. I mean, but all of these reasons are why representation is so important. And somebody made this really great point. You know, if you don't see uh, black queer women or LGBTQ people in these roles, then you can't uh, you can imagine them having them. So when you do, you're like, oh, yes, this makes sense. Let's go. Let's move forward. So having you um, being in charge as the boss that you are is just such an honor to talk to you. That means so much, and I'm so honored to serve in this role. Oh, I cannot! I cannot wait for the next HRC dinner. I can't wait to meet you. I, I want to come say hello and congratulate you. Uh, your energy is just infectious in the best way possible. We are wishing you so much success at the HRC, Kelly Robinson. Congratulations on breaking a glass ceiling. It's 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 a monumentous like occasion, and we should all celebrate. Yes, you. go off, Kelly. Thank you so much, so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. All right, so when I was a kid, I remember my first crushes uh, were usually cartoon characters, like Panthro from the Thundercats. Like, Panthro could get it. 
okay. he was hot. Okay. Right, I was into it. Mm-hmm. I also sometimes found myself having like weird infatuations with the characters on cereal boxes. Right, Tony the Tiger. Oh, Tony! To- yeah, no, he was he was total vibe. daddy. Yeah, he was. Right? He was serving with his muscles. Um, that that bird, the Toucan Sam, or whoever it was from like Tricks or not Tricks, not that was the Money Rabbit, Fruit Loops. Very, very flamboyantly gay. Like he's the equivalent of like Nathan Lane, right? So there's a spectrum. There's something yeah. for everyone, and uh, that is actually being broken down in the most genius way uh, by a TikToker recently who shared their thoughts on um, some pretty iconic characters from the world of cereal. Cereals and their sexualities. Starting off, we have blueberry checks. I think that all checks are allies, but blueberry is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, the student was also literally actually just informing students on the different sexualities. So this says, I personally think that the cookie crunch is omnisexual, meaning they fall in love with someone they have a deep connection with and nothing to do with gender, but they have a preference towards men. <laughs> I think that Crunchberry is by curious, meaning they are experimenting with bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> I think that many wheats are homophobic slash super straight, but are one of those people that are like, I don't hate them. I just don't support their lifestyle. <laughs> now, I will say that these are frosted many wheats. I think that Fruit Loops are gay, obvi. <laughs> Fruity Pebbles, genderqueer. They are just genderqueer. <laughs> I love... I think that the marshmallow ones are lesbian, and they are probably dating someone who is non-binary. <laughs> So this is the it's teacher. It's that he's laughing yeah. so hard. No, this is the teacher, and he's really proud of his students. He's like, my students came up with this on their own. I'm just sharing it on TikTok now. I love it. So I also think it, it, it speaks to what sort of environment this teacher has created in the classroom. Yeah. Like, to be a teacher in 2022 is the most difficult thing in the world, by the way. Not awful. And, but Not to ha- jealous of them. But to make your students feel so comfortable that they came up with this, which is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But also, there's some truth to much. What do you think the gayest cereal is? Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. I mean, uh, that's. I feel like it's so a given. obvious. But also, Snap, Crackle, and Pop on Rice Krispies. Those guys were all homos. But Snap, Crackle, and Pop they're, gives me like El Woods from Legally Blonde vibes. I don't know. I think they're like the original Thruple. In my Maybe. mind, I could see that. Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Count Dracula, though, or Count Chocula. Whatever his name is, Count Chocula. He was definitely more of the emo crowd. Yeah, very, very, but also flaming homosexual. Really? Yeah. I could also see, like, My Chemical Romance. Oh, okay. okay yeah, think well, about it. Like, he could be an emo rocker guy. Stop ruining my childhood dreams. Okay, I'm, so- I'm sorry. <laughs> what about the bunny? The bunny. The Trix bunny? Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like the, the Trix bunny could be just, like, a strong ally. Oh. You know what I mean? It's possible. Maybe he's a teacher. Yeah, he's the teacher. Tricks are for kids. Mm. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right. More celebrities are being accused of queer baiting. That's that phrase that we've been talking about a lot lately. Uh, but one of them in particular is clapping back in an epic way. Michaela, what's popping? Okay, so Cardi B had the funniest response to someone implying she's not really a bisexual. Um, and her response was so... Um, Interesting that I cannot say it on air. So very Cardi. So very Cardi, but she alluded to, I've hooked up with other women before you were born. I don't have the razor phone to prove it. Um, and it is the most iconic clapback, I guess. I mean, she's like, listen, how could I be? By, how could I be? 
Oh yeah, homophobic she, in any way when I've been with women. She very clearly states that she went down there many yes. times. Yes. We'll say that and let your mind do, fill in the blanks. That's what she said, honey. But uh, not the razor phone, though. Yeah. She's what, like, that's how long ago it was. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what she's telling us. It was, honey, I've been doing this for decades. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've been at this game. Yeah. Was she Ooh. old enough for razor phones? How old is Cardi? I feel like she's 28. No. Is she? I think she's 28, you guys. That's wild. She never had a razor phone. Never. Well, but then again, she's 29. Yeah, you're close. But also... When kids, back in the day, kids used to get, that was their first phone. Do you know what I mean? When she was 10, 11, 12 years old, maybe she did have a razor. Maybe. About that time, 14, 15 years ago, I had a razor phone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She also goes to say, also, I am married to a man, but I have expressed so much about my bisexuality and my experience with girls. All of a sudden, queer baiting is the new word and people use it to the ground. Yeah, people say it about her. They say it about Billie Eilish. They say it about uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, Nick Jonas, uh, Harry Styles is another one. And the, the issue people say they have is that they say they're bisexual, yet they've never dated somebody of the same sex. So let's just clarify a couple of things. First and foremost... Nobody owes anybody anything, right? Yeah. Just because you're a celebrity, you do not owe your private life to anyone, right? There's nothing to prove. Yes. Secondly, just because you didn't date somebody doesn't mean you haven't had the experience. And even if you haven't had the experience physically, that doesn't mean you don't identify that way. Yeah. Right? I knew I was gay way before I ever touched a man. I was I was six or seven years old. I was still 13 years away from that, but I knew I was gay. Totally. Right? So I think we need to stop policing how people, you know, prove their their level of queerness or whatever that may be because we're getting to the point now that the generations before us fought to get us here and now we're trying to throw people back into the closet or make people like choose a label yeah absolutely let people be absolutely i totally agree uh and i'm happy that she said that they're trying to make queer baiting a thing because it's like girl stop it i love cardi b I do too. I love Cardi B. Mm. All right, coming up, it is Bisexual Awareness Week, and here is someone seeking some advice that we will have for them coming up the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Is coming out as bisexual actually more tricky than coming out as gay? Uh, Some feel that way, and I can kind of understand the perspective too. I think people want to have clear-cut answers, and when they don't, they don't get them. It's very confusing for some people. Yes. Uh, and as we continue honoring Bisexual Awareness Week, we're having that conversation. We're going to share a story here in about ten minutes of someone who wrote in to Dear Abby, uh, saying, "I'm afraid my siblings will bully me if I tell them I'm bisexual." And we're going to give our best advice. Mm. Uh, you, you actually are, in some ways, bisexual. You, 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 you claim the moniker lesbian for other reasons. Yeah, but I would you more ha- say pansexual. Yeah, pansexual, yes, yes. And you've dated men in the past. Mm-hmm. In your twenties, you considered yourself bisexual. Yeah, probably, probably, and then yeah. evolved. Because there's, I mean, look. At the end of the day, I really truly can love whoever I fall in love with. It really doesn't matter to me, and I've always been like that. There really just was never a label for it. It was more just like bisexuality. Mm -hmm. And then when people of the trans community started entering into the conversation, it's like I just genuinely fall in love with who I fall in love with. Because you could date a trans woman or a trans man. Totally. You'd be open to that, yes. Yeah, I'm open to it. I'm not dating anybody except for Lisa Pittman Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. But if Leith Ashley were to become available or Angelica Ross, I mean, those are fine options. No. Nope, not better than Lisa I might, <laughs> I might have to question myself. Uh, but no, this is a very fascinating conversation. Yeah. We're going to have it here in just a little bit, so stick around for that. Also, it's the last day of summer, guys. Aww, it's the last day of summer. 
but I shouldn't have said guys. I know that that offends some people, as you learned on a lesbian cruise. Not once. enough. They called me back. I'm going to Grace in two weeks. <laughs> you got hired again. <laughs> I got him. Uh, but it's the last day of summer, so we're going to reflect on our favorite memories of this past summer, and we would love to hear yours as well. Uh, head over to wearechannelq.com, send us a DM, and tell us what you loved about this summer in particular. It was a wild one. Nothing compares to the summer of 2020. But this one was still pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to share our, our favorite moments here in just a little bit as we prepare for pumpkin spice latte season. Also, I want cozy. I also want known cozy as vibes. basic bitch season. It's, yes. it's right around the corner. Cozy vibes makes me tired. I though. love cozy vibes. I lit candles the other night. I said this and, and it got a blanket out for the first time in a while because I was like, it's almost time. It's almost yeah, time. It as I'm like degrees. still kind of sweating, yeah, I'm totally. like, it's almost time. But you want it so bad. <laughs> so bad. All right. Well, we're going to cover all of those bases here on the Morning Beat this hour. Right now, though, it's time for Michaela Goldfarb to give us some news on the beat. Okay. Well, Hurricane Fiona <laughs> slammed into southwestern Puerto Rico on Sunday, wiping out the power grid and cutting off clean water to the most of the island's residents. Now, the Puerto Rican Mutual Aid Group is asking for donations of emergency essentials for residents, including first aid kits, water filters, solar lamps, and water purification tablets. In addition to emergency essentials, the organization is also welcoming monetary donations as another form of direct aid and support. All right, another news. Sharply rising cases of some sexually transmitted diseases, including a 26% rise in new syphilis infections reported last year, are prompting U.S. health officials to call for new prevention and treatment efforts. Infection rates for some STDs, including gonorrhea and syphilis, have been rising for years. Last year, the rate of syphilis cases reached its highest since 1991, and the total number of cases hit its highest since 1948. HIV cases are also on the rise, up 16% last year. Officials are working on new approaches to the problem, such as home test kits for some STDs, that will make it easier for people to learn they are infected and to take steps to prevent spreading it to others. All right, we've got time for one more story. Yeah, we do. Uh, The two Democratic senators from Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren and Ed Markey, have released a letter to Biden administration officials asking them to make it easier for trans and non-binary people to access testosterone. Testosterone is currently classified as a schedule... Three. Five, oh, three, currently, controlled yes. Controlled substance. And they want to switch it to schedule five. Five, yeah. Which is crazy. Make it less, yeah. So like cocaine and like heroin or schedule one, which means they're like, like worse. You can't get your hands on them, which is what they're trying to do with shrooms and LSD. They're trying to declassify them as schedule one so that people can actually start to use them. Right. They're trying to bring this one down from a level three to a level five to make it more accessible uh, for those who need testosterone. Listen, I will just say, like, as a cis woman living my own life, I got uh, diagnosed with PCOS, and I had to get my hormone level regulated uh, with a mix of more testosterone. And um, thank God, because I I needed it. Like, it helps. um, I'm sorry, I said testosterone. Estrogen. I was going to say, testosterone. So testosterone, you have, like, super healthy hair. You always joke that you can grow hair everywhere, right? Yes, 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 yes. So that... That probably signifies higher testosterone levels that were right. in your body. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy though. I just I recently went on medication for three months to to raise my testosterone levels because I was realizing I was like, uh, this isn't right. I don't feel as energized as I used to. Right. My pecs were kind of like less pecs and a little bit soft, more like breasts. And I was like, what's happening to me? So I went to my doctor and they put me on medication for three months to raise my testosterone levels and 
my body looks different. Yeah. It already looks, and I feel different. Yeah. So it, it's super, super important. Really important. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 87 in D.C. today, 82 in Miami, 98 in Austin, 94 in Las Vegas, 80 in L.A., and 97 in Cathedral City. Now, do you have a vibe for us? I do have a vibe. It's all about gratitude today. Gratitude yeah. helps you to grow and expand. Gratitude brings joy and laughter into your life and into the lives of all those around you. Yes, it does, babe. Have you ever felt, found yourself in the in the presence of somebody and you're just like, gosh, I want to be around them more? Yeah. Like they're just so uplifting. It's the best feeling. Right? right? Let's all try to be that person because yeah. I'm guilty as anyone of, of being a bit of a downer sometimes. And I think everybody's a bit of a downer. Though. Yeah. We, listen, we have to have realistic expectations Those, and let people show up as they are. Our producer, Vanessa, is never a downer, though. Never. She's always upbeat and happy. Yeah, she's and pretty she great. Said, she said this morning she likes to support people. She wants everybody to win. And, and I, she means <laughs> it, which she is does. so sweet. All right, coming up, uh, we want to make sure that you stick around tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific, 9 to 11 Eastern for I Am Listening, a live two-hour special featuring some of the biggest names in music like Adele, Katy Perry. Uh, We've got Kamala Harris spreading awareness about mental health and the message that talk saves lives. I'm listening today at 6 p.m. Pacific. Listen right here on Channel Q and on the Odyssey app. All right, coming up this hour, it's Bisexual Awareness Week, and somebody is seeking advice. We've got the details and some advice for them coming up in seven minutes. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. That's the weekend. He's apparently blinded by the lights. I hope he got his voice back. You saw that he had to stop a show the other night a few songs in and gave everybody a full refund. He was performing like his fourth or fifth song and said, hey, I don't have a voice tonight. I'm so sorry. And everybody thought he was joking at first. And then he's like, no, seriously. And everybody got a refund. Yeah. I would be like, oh, you're going to refund my $50 parking too? Come on. Yeah, that's crazy. That's tough though. That's tough. At least Lady Gaga in her Miami show got to the last like five songs or six songs, I believe it was, before she had to end her Chromatica tour. Um, but that's a tough one. Sometimes the voice just isn't there. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I'm not a singer. But Listen, that's happened to me. And then I've even tried to do like prednisone, which is a steroid that sometimes is helpful to get your voice back. Mm. But Lord, when it's gone, it's gone. There's nothing you can do. No yeah. way to fake it. <sighs> Reminds me of Julie Andrews. Remember she lost her voice years ago because of her throat surgery and could never sing again? Yeah. Breaks my heart. You know what? I will tell you, I sang recently, and it has to do with this straight uh, at the Equality Awards in Vegas mm. two weeks ago. I sang a couple songs off of my album, all of which are really meant to empower everybody. But I got a call uh, yesterday from one of the directors over there, and they said, you know, we just want to let you know that we had a woman on our staff come out to us a few days after you performed at the Equality Awards because she felt very empowered and she was able to tell not only her family Mm. but her boyfriend and now us here, uh, her co-workers, that she is in fact bisexual. And she said she just felt very uh, empowered by uh, some of the songs on your album and we just wanted to let you know. And obviously I cried uh, for a week. But I reached out to her yesterday and I said, you know, it's interesting that you come up because it's Bisexual Awareness Week. And she goes, the timing is crazy. Mm. I didn't even know. But uh, I'm so happy to be living my truth. And um, it's important to be able to talk to people and get the support that you need. Isn't it funny how things work out sometimes? 
Yeah. The timing of things can just be so perfect if you just allow it. Well, this person wrote uh, into Dear Abby saying, I'm a teenage girl who recently discovered I am bisexual. I told a few close friends. I'm happy to say they've accepted me. Nothing has changed. I have not told any of my family. I know my parents will support me, but the problem is two of my four siblings. They constantly tease and taunt me, call me names, and pick on me. I have been raised to stand up to bullies and mostly confident with myself. I have brought up their bullying to my parents a couple of times, but after discipline from my parents, they keep doing it. They are clearly homophobic, and I know they will tease and pick on me even more if I come out to them. I want to tell my parents, but I'm afraid I'll inevitably lead to my siblings siblings knowing. I don't think if my younger siblings knew they would care, but they might be confused or weirded out since the concept is foreign to them. Should I try to convince my parents not to say anything to my siblings until later. I don't want to hide, but I don't want to be pushed to depression, low self-esteem, or worse, if my vocal homophobic siblings know and chastise me about my sexual orientation. This is a real one. Uh, Being afraid that you're going to lose some siblings because of other siblings' influence over them. And coming out as bisexual, they say it's confusing and foreign to them. I I think the word bisexual is confusing to a lot of people. And it can do a couple of things. One... I think it can give parents false hope, right? Like when I came out of the closet, I told my mom I was bisexual for the first month or so. I said bisexual. I don't know why. I had zero interest in women, but I felt like it's a step in the right direction. Can give her something to hold on to, the hope that I will end up with a woman while also preparing her for the fact that I might not. Now, in the long run, that might have been a little bit more damaging for her, mm-hmm. but it made it easier for me. Right. So I think this person is kind of, and it's interesting, they say they're young, the younger siblings will be fine with it. It's the older ones. And that's so, com- I feel like that's so common. Yeah. Like the older you get, the more people start to get judgy. Yeah, but totally. But younger people don't really care. Younger people do not care. They are not out there caring. Um, and I think that. The good news is, is as these younger generations start getting older, they're still not going to care. Yeah, You know, like there won't have to be this whole coming out. There won't have to be this whole thing. Um, well, hopefully my sister didn't care for 25 or 30 years and now she cares very much. But I think that's so, due to like religious yes, beliefs yes. and other like challenges that are large, in her way. Yeah. Because I was watching this movie and if you've not seen it it's so good. It's called Do Revenge. I'm obsessed on Netflix. And they've literally taken all of the 90s greatest mashups like She's All That, Clueless. Wait, were you just talking about this yesterday? I just Probably, heard about this I'm yesterday. Okay. With it. Yeah. Uh, but it's got a star-studded cast and basically it's Clueless but 2022 mm. with all the best scenes. And the way that they treat crushes and sexuality um, and even polyamory mm. is so incredible. And they're so woke and they're like, we're not doing labels. And it like normalizes um, being trans, being gay in high school. And it's just so exciting to see because um, somebody said like the the president of the school who's like the most popular guy said, well, what do you say if we date men or women? We're fluid, aren't we? Like this is 2022. We're all just fluid. Yeah. And it was so iconic because it's it's in a movie like that. Yeah, it takes it takes moments like that. It takes the president of the United States saying he supports same-sex marriage. It takes, you know, rappers like Jay-Z coming out and saying, I'm cool with it as well. It takes, you know, people standing up and saying, hey, this is who I am. I exist. The Abby Wombachs of the world, or the you know, the, it, it, Megan Rapinoe. It, it takes people actually saying, "Hey, we're cool, and we happen to be this thing," for the next generation to be like, "Okay, 
maybe it's not such a big deal. Now, for this person, I think that uh, you don't have to tell your siblings. If you want to tell your parents and your parents are cool, you can tell your parents. Yeah. You can ask your parents to keep that secret until you're ready to share it with the rest of the family. I think that's fair. I, I didn't have the luxury of that. When I came out of the closet, it was... I'd come out to my mom and I'd watch the movie. Gosh, what was the movie? Memento, I believe. And Ellen Burstyn, I think, was in that film. And and Jared Leto. And I remember being so just like tormented after I saw the film that I felt like I had to write my mom a long email and come out to her again. Apologize. I actually apologized for coming out to her because it broke her heart. Mm. And my sister uh, was on the computer, who was a teenager at the time, and she had been looking for a letter from a recruiter. She was trying to get recruited by colleges to go play volleyball in college. So she would log into my mom's email account from time to time to see if they, she'd gotten an email from a recruiter. And she saw my email and she read it, and that's how she found out I was gay. Mm-hmm. So I never actually even got to come out to my sister. Uh, and it was difficult. It was really, really difficult. So if you're not ready to come out to everybody, there's no rule. Yeah. Nobody's in charge of your story besides you. Yeah. So start with your parents. Get them on board. Let them process because it takes some time to catch up. And then when you're comfortable... Share with whichever siblings you feel like sharing with. Absolutely. Do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. And congratulations on coming to the realization that you're bisexual. That's really a powerful moment. Yeah. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Ooh, welcome back to the show. Ooh, welcome back to the show, baby. You know what today is, Michaela? It is Wednesday, September 21st. Do you know what that means? Go on. Fall begins tomorrow. The autumnal equinox. We just wanted to take a moment to and I want that. reflect on summertime because I love summertime. And while it's still 90 degrees here in Los Angeles and 100 in the valley or in Coachella Valley, um, I think we should take a moment to just respect and pay homage to our favorite homage. memories of this summer. So okay. I, I'm going to start with you. I want you to give me two because I think you and I have obvious ones. But I want you to give me two, your two favorite memories of this past summer. I mean, definitely my album release and your wedding. Of course, those were easy. Like, hello. Those were iconic moments. But something else, maybe a little more subdued, a little special that happened to you over the course of this summer that you just like to say, I'm grateful for that. I like that that happened to me. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of moments. But I think that one... That could be a really fun memory is that we hmm, went to Six Flags. Uh-huh. No, that's not what I want to say. Yeah. I want to say going to Six Flags was so much fun because it was just such pure enjoyment. Yeah. Like two little kids. I was also going to say taking Bruno to. Not two little kids. There were six of us there, by the way. No, we were like little kids. But she's and like, it's just taking... you and I. Yeah. No, no, we were like little kids. And yeah. then taking Bruno to your wedding. Yeah. And watching Bruno. Play in the beach. Play in the beach and yeah. bark at the waves because he was really sick. We thought we were going to lose him. We didn't know what to do. Well, that's why you brought him to the wedding. Yeah. Because you want to keep an eye on him. Yeah. But it was like just watching my dog play in the waves and then going to Six Flags. Like there was a lot of like really fun things that we did this summer. You yeah. Know, I was sweating like a pig. It was a good summer. This last month has it's been so hot. Um, but it was a great summer. How about you, Vanessa? I want to know like what stood out to you this summer. I know you went on a trip recently. Was, was that your highlight? Is there something else that jumps out? I was going to say that. I went on a girl's trip to yeah. Temecula. To drink wine on a weekend. It's too much yes. wine for me. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was fun. But honestly, one of my highlights 
Ready? Yeah. It was uh, helping out um, with Michaela's music video. Aww. I had so much fun. <laughs> I love that. That's very so sweet. Fun. Uh, you know what? Thank you for saying that. And I also equally, equally loved having you there. I feel like it was such a powerful moment. You know, we're talking about right now, like Masa Amini, who was the Iranian mm. woman who died 22 years old for wearing her hijab wrong. And uh, the world is, I feel like, still not totally up to what's happening with her. Mm-hmm. But standing in a room full of 50 women and non-binary people... Um, and feeling the strength that we had, the vibe was so important and special. And, and you made it like that funny. You really helped me out, girl. Good Thank job, you. Thank you for letting ladies. me be a part of it. You're the yeah. best. It turned okay. out beautifully. I would say mine, obviously, obviously my wedding. But te- yes. technically, technically, I got married on June 20th, which was still spring. Oh. Summer didn't start to like the 22nd. So that can't really be my answer anymore. Oh, no. Six Flags was a blast. Blast. I would say my favorite memory of the summer was probably when my sister and brother-in-law Jerry came out to visit. I loved it. Yeah. And just spending time. I think honestly, we we went to we went to go see Indiana Jones at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and we had the time of our lives, laying under the stars and just drinking wine and like just having the, eating all the food. Yeah. That was a blast. But I think it was probably the moment. Like a day or two later, or maybe it was that morning, my sister actually just went with me to take my dog, Kingston, to get his latest round of shots. And we had to drop him off at the vet for like an hour. So she and I went and just got a coffee and like a little croissant or something and just talked. Yeah. And doing simple things like that with a sibling who lives halfway across the country, just sitting and having a cup of coffee, that was special to me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a flawless summer. We it hope really you all was. had a great summer as well. Share your favorite summer, me- summer memories uh, on our Instagram at We Are Channel Q. And uh, get ready f- for fall because pumpkin spice latte season is here, people. Amen, baby. Okay, coming up, this is crazy. Marin Morris might miss the CMAs. And the reason is because two people are uncomfortable. We'll talk about it. What's popping? Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. This is sort of a continuation of a story we covered recently. Michaela, what do you have for us? Absolutely. Okay, so very interesting. Marin Morris still hasn't decided whether she will be going to this year's CMA Awards amid her feud with fellow country singer Jason Aldean's wife, Brittany Aldean. The Bones hit maker, 32 years old, earned one nomination but admitted in a new interview that she does not feel comfortable attending the annual awards show in person. She said, I'm very honored that my record is nominated, but I don't know if I feel at home there right now. So many people I love will be in that room and maybe I'll make a game time decision and go. Uh, But she just doesn't feel comfortable. Some nights are fun. Others, she just feels like she's crawling out of her skin. Um, And I can understand why. Jason Aldean and Brittany Aldean um, kind of dragged her and have made it a bit uncomfortable as well uh, because Maren Morris was standing up for our community. Brittany Aldean made a really inappropriate comment about... It was a very transphobic comment, right? Of course. She was thanking her parents for not letting her transition during her tomboy phase. Wow. Uh, as she was promoting her Barbie extensions. So stupid. Maren Morris didn't even really say anything that was ignorant. She was just calling out people that would be um, so transphobic, which that's what it is. But, you know, as much as we think the country world has evolved, and it has because of artists 
like Marin Morris, it's still a very uncomfortable place to be and a very uncomfortable room to stand all by yourself in. I've interviewed Marin a couple of times and she is so lovely and so kind and just so available. Available. So she also is like, she's like you and I in the fact that you, you give a lot of yourself to your to, to people right yeah and that makes you vulnerable sometimes she she was uh, asked by the la times recently whether she regretted it she said no i just shot it off i hate feeling like i need to be the hall monitor of treating people like human beings in country music it's exhausting she says there's a very insidious culture of people feeling very uncomfortable being transphobic and homophobic and racist and they can wrap it up in a joke and no one will ever call them out for it uh, pretty strong words about her own community saying, listen, we all need to do better because, as we know, like country music is problematic. It, it is, The culture around Completely. country music is, is problematic. And I've oftentimes said, like, I grew up in a place where country music and Confederate flags were like the norm. And I feel much more comfortable in a room of any diverse group of people on the planet than I would feel in a room full of, like, white country music fans like they just they just scare me mm-hmm. and I, and and she's calling them out thank god they're not all this way no my good friend Lindsay l spoke out recently on fox and friends while she was performing um during one of their summer show- showcase series and uh she spoke out for women's rights reproductive rights and like, a lot more country stars are more vocal than ever yeah um but God, come on. But I mean, if she was going to like the VMAs where she's completely supported, that'd be one thing. Different world. But I I feel the same way. Well, I liken it almost to, I feel like she might even have less support here than Lil Nas X did at the BET Awards the first time he performed. Yeah, a million percent. You know what I mean? Even even that room. A million percent. And toxic masculinity that has been in the hip hop culture for so long was still even more accepting of him than of her simply standing up for people to be treated as humans. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, well, coming up in our final hour, parents are stirring debate for refusing to pay their gay son's tuition after he comes out. Who's the a-hole? We'll talk about it next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. All right, you decide. My son came out to my husband and I when he was 14 years old. My husband and I are both atheists and support the LGBTQ plus community, and we're both very proud of our son for coming out. However, my husband's mother is a devout Catholic, uh-oh, and is extremely intolerant of gay people. She is oh, wealthy, God. and my children were told from a young age that their college would be paid for as long as they attended a private Christian or Catholic school. She believes this will keep them from partying and having premarital sex. I don't agree with this and have argued my children getting the best education possible regardless of my school's or of the school's religious affiliation should be her top priority, but she refuses to change her mind. My son chose a Christian college one state over to attend. He graduated with a lot of college credit from taking many AP classes in high school and will be done in three years opposed to four. He's currently just begun year two which has already been paid for. But during Labor Day weekend, he came home to celebrate his grandma's birthday. He told one of his cousins that he was talking to a boy at his college and thought he could trust him. He seemed supportive, according to my son, but he told his mom and dad and my husband's sister and her husband. They're all very religious. And now my mother-in-law, uh, is, she's she's now no longer okay with us. Um, she can't pay. She doesn't want to pay anymore. And the parents can't afford to pay. And they feel bad. They feel like, should we take out loans? What should we do for our son now? Right? Uh, They said they have $25,000 saved up, and they were using that for kitchen renovations. Do they have to pay for their son's college now? I don't know. Ow. I'm so upset. I'm so mad that this 
uh, grandma, mm-hmm. who's a homophobe, mm-hmm. has really stood in the way of this kid getting his education, of the parents trying to say, okay, great, our kids are out of the house. We can finally do things for our relationship, like renovate our kitchen. Um, and the truth is, as you both know, college is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So they do put this on this kid who's been thinking his entire life it's going to be paid for. Yep. He's going to have debt now to to uh, school loans. Like, that's wow. Well, the annual tuition for traditional four-year colleges in the U.S. Uh, currently... Uh, averages $10,750 for public in-school students and $27,560 for out-of-school students. I believe that's actual. That's per year, by the way. So anywhere between forty and $110,000 to go to school, right? No. I know a lot of people have a lot of student loans, and this is tricky because you never want to say you don't need to get a college education, but my parents didn't pay for our college. They didn't pay. I mean, we had many of us went to school. We had to take out loans. We had to work really hard. We had to do it. I'm still paying off my college. Listen, I will say you don't need a college education no. to be successful nope. in life. Nope. And I didn't go to college. Um, and I feel like I'm really happy with what I'm doing in my career. I feel like you guys both went to college and we're both doing all three we're the all same thing. We're all doing the thing. same thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Two are in debt and one's not. I mean, I'm in debt with my music videos, but <laughs> besides that, yeah. it's a choice. We have college student loans still. And here's, and this is also, listen, I know that it might seem daunting right now. You can take out student loans. You can figure out a way if college is important to you. It makes me sad that you, this young gay man decided to go to a Christian school just so his grandmother would pay for it. To even make that the only option is just so traumatizing. So it sounds like you need to cut your your grandmother out of your life. Absolutely. And you know, listen, I had a very Italian Catholic grandmother. But at 90 years old, she let Lisa into our family as if she'd always been there. Mm-hmm. There's always room to change when it comes to religion. Yep. But um, you don't need to beg her for anything. She wants to be old and bitter. Be old and bitter, sis. I, I thought my grandma was going to like disown me when I came. I was so afraid of her finding no, out. No, and, and Viv were two icons. Well, when she did, you know what we did? She gave my boyfriend at the time a jewelry box. That was it. Was a regift, by the way. My cousin Christy got it for her. It was really fancy. Amen. <laughs> it was, but it was kind of masculine looking. And he had a lot of jewelry, and she gave him a jewelry box as a birthday present that first year, and showed me that she accepted him. That was her way of saying, "I accept you." I love that. Uh, so yeah, I need to cut the grandma loose, and maybe because the only way that your grandma is going to get better, and maybe even possibly come on board and, and have a change of heart, is if you just cut her out of your life. Because, Absolutely. Because what you're right, she's using money right now to control the situation. Yeah, so take that control away from her. And, and the parents, listen, you've worked really hard to be able to renovate your, your kitchen. And if that's what you want to spend your money on, you should be able to go ahead and do that. A million percent. Tell me something good. I've got a story that's a bit of an uh, uncommon path towards uh, becoming a business owner, a small business owner. But it's fascinating nonetheless. So during the pandemic... Uh, we're all stuck at home, right? We're getting telemarketing phone calls left and right, right? And sometimes on your cell phone, it'll actually say telemarketer, and I just won't answer, and I'll delete it. Um, but one person decided to do something about it. His name is Omar Khoury, and he was stuck at his Winston-Salem, North Carolina home. Now, during that time, he received several telemarketing phone calls, and he decided to answer them, which I never do. But he decided to answer them and ask questions to find out who the people and the companies behind the calls were. Mm-hmm. Okay, by collecting this information, uh, it led him to make over $100,000 in settlement money, which he has now used to open up his own bar. You want to know what he called the bar? Tell me. The wrong number. 
Oh. He opened a bar called the wrong number. I love it. With money that he got from telemarketers because they're not allowed to, like, oftentimes, you know, if you tell a telemarketer to put me on your no call list, legally, they can't call you again. Legally. But they still do yeah, all the time. They still and they do. find workarounds. And uh, he kept track of it all and sued them and got money. I love it. I'm so happy. That sounds amazing. Uh, okay, this is so great. Little Nas X, we just did a story on the other day about how he bought um, his haters pizza, which was incredible. But now he has a wax figure. And the wax figures can be tricky because they sometimes don't always look like the celebrity. This one is uncanny. The world-famous wax figure museum, uh, Madame Tussauds Hollywood, has added another star. It is Little Nas X. How do you say? Madame Tussauds? Madame Tussauds. Oh, how do I say it? All? Madame Tussauds. <laughs> It's so cute. But I am saying. Um, well, they did a very good job. And if you look at these photos, it looks incredible. Oh, no. I was watching him on social media. Did you see what he was doing on social media? No. He he put a video up on his on his Instagram yesterday. He was calling people, and, and but having the camera on the wax figure, not on himself. And time and time again, his friends were like, you're frozen. What's going on? You're frozen. Hey, you're frozen. And he's laughing off camera because he's actually showing the wax figure. Then he pans over to himself and they were losing their minds because it looks so much like him. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, too good. All right. Well, that's the end of our show. Thank you as always for listening. We encourage you to stick around tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific, 9 to 11 Eastern for I'm Listening, a live two-hour special featuring some of the biggest names in music. Ellie Golding, Lizzo, also VP Kamala Harris. News and sports and some of the most respected mental health professionals spreading awareness about mental health and the message that talk saves lives. I'm listening today at 6 p.m. Pacific. Listen right here on Channel Q and on the Odyssey app. For more information, visit imlistening.org. It's okay not to be okay. Uh, And just take a little time for yourselves. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.